guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Everybody, what's happening? What's good with you? It's Sean and Brad, guys, beer sports episode 15, season two, or season two, episode 15, depends on how you want to read it. We are here. We're talking about, uh, you know, this will probably be a sad show for Sean. So we're going to talk about the demise of his Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. With an actual Montreal Canadiens fan. So stand by for that. Uh, plus, you know, whatever else is going on in the world. So we'll touch on those things. Sean, how are you? I'm great, man. How you doing? Well, beautiful saturday here in the pacific northwest yeah i can't complain over here either it's been pretty nice over there we just got over a heat wave so i can't oh. complain yeah okay. it was pretty warm yeah. hey, why don't you say a big shout out to our sponsors there yeah flyers brewery uh corner of what is that now would be in highway 20 open ready to go service is still great beer is still cold and fantastic as always so go see those fellas and gals over there thanks for participating in our voyage we appreciate you absolutely smooth my balls hey works used it I'm gonna be writing a nice write-up on it there coming up this week go to www.smoothmyballs backslash guysbeersports.com and use the code guysbeersports to save 15 percent your boys so are gonna love how you much that he shaved his head too after he did it but he forgot to do the lineup still so we got that going <laughs> Man, oh man! Maybe you could do the Drake thing and like and carve the little heart into the hairline there in the corner. Man, I still think that Drake showed up to one of these games somehow. Man, listen, I ended up bringing because I have my beer, but I ended up bringing. Oh, of course, oh, there we go. He's not working there. Yeah, some Wainer Wayne Gretzky number ninety nine. Some nice whiskey for this conversation because it might just have to end up getting cryish and everything. So, okay. well, if we go cryish, we're gonna let it go for three minutes and then we're turning it off. Yes, he's coming back. This is his third appearance, and he is waiting for it to be let. He's gonna be let loose on us here, um, Mr. Ryan Robalkin. Whenever you feel ready to unveil yourself. All right, sorry. Yeah, thanks, guys. I can't believe this is my third appearance. Okay, so let me just get myself situated here. Okay, I think I'm ready. Uh, is my cam not working? Oh no, it's not working. Actually, this is bad news. <laughs> Let me see if I. Yeah, it's quite the makeover. Hey, keep talking, keep talking. I think yeah, so. Just so people the... know, I just got back from sailing, and all my stuff was put away, and I had like three hours sleep for this recording. But uh, you guys keep talking. What you going to talk about? And I'll be yeah. right back. Okay. Excuses. We'll see you as soon as we see you, and I look yeah. forward to seeing your face. I do. I, I something tells me he's got something like head to toe habs. I don't know. So where are we at with the? Uh, let's, let's talk the playoffs since I think that's where Ryan's going to fly in here. Mm-hmm. Ryan's the uh, the rare sports fan who only follows his team, and yeah. it's still fascinating to me. That's how it works. But good for him. Um, what is? <laughs> what was that action that action photo there was awesome with your montreal stuff there oh sorry i just my camera wasn't working i think it's working now is it oh yeah you're you're great i can see you and okay hi def oh Oh, yeah there we go yeah yeah oh yeah yeah now were you guys talking about hockey sorry what was going on 
We yeah, were talking hey, about hockey. We yeah. were talking about hockey. What happened, to your, what happened to your volume there? We just can't hear you again there. What's going on? Oh, am I back now? Sorry. Well, you're back. My, there you go. I'm a disaster. I'm an absolute disaster. Smart. I apologize. I don't want to ruin your show. It seems like every time I'm on your show, I wreck the flow, and I apologize. Uh, you're good. You're always better with it. Uh, you know, we're, we're good with this. We were okay, talking so, about goaltenders and Sean's inability to recognize a good one. Uh, okay. Before we get into the Vegas, I know you guys were briefly talking about Vegas and, and the Habs uh, third round play of hockey. Um, before we get into that, uh, Sean, I believe our last time we were talking, I, I was going to listen to the episode last one I was on, but I, I'm pretty confident you were like mostly fans cr- uh, crowning yourselves Kings of the North midway through the season. You were planning the parade. Uh, there was actually a Toronto headline and I believe the headline read, it's not a question of when, it's a question of how many. This is referring to how many Stanley Cups the Toronto Maple Leafs will hoist. I think it should now be changed to. It's not a question of when, but it's a question of how many first-round knockouts we can expect for the next uh, 20 or 30 years. Uh, Montreal, this is our third, just so you guys know, this is our third conference uh, appearance in uh, 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. 2010, you guys made it all the way there with uh, Camilleri and Yaroslav Halak. When's the last time after that? 2014. Was that's, it 2014? Yeah, that's what we... 2014? We got run over by that Krieger, is it? Uh, New York Rangers. Uh, oh, yeah. Rolled yeah. over Price. And say what you will, it was our star player. And let me say something about the star player. People that say, oh, you're only winning because of Price. Uh, well, isn't that what star players do? I, it's a weird argument to me. And so, uh, it's Sean, a dumb I want... Argument. It, it's a yeah. dumb argument. Here's yeah. the thing. I, I said it right off the bat. I said, I fear Carey Price in the series. I totally did. Brad did did not say that till game seven. He 100% did not say that. What a guy. That's not even true. I said it was going to go seven games. I was the only one that said it was going to go seven games. No, you no. It was a sweep, and then it was we're going to win it in five, and then it wasn't. I told you it wasn't seven. That if Montreal won the first game, it's going seven. I said that. Okay, fair enough. And Montreal he won said, the first game. He said that Mr. Price is who as how we should refer to him from here on out. For I said I feared was Kerry a terrible Price. goalkeeper that was almost on waivers <laughs> and whose team right. didn't believe in him. No, this is all you said all these things on tape. And no, I, like, I never said he was a terrible goaltender. I did say he was on you did say he was on waivers. I did say the Montreal media was running him out of the, the, the team already, running him out of the city. Now he's Saint. He's Saint. You back Jerry. probably fast. You're gonna go right through that logo, Sean. What? <laughs> okay, so I, in all seriousness, because I think there might be a couple people listening to this episode who uh, I'm gonna tag the Habs podcast that I listen to, and maybe they'll listen to this episode because Habs they're Habs. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, there's some uh, Canadian guy, uh, Navy guys. Uh, so yeah. a shout out Blaine, to those guys. Blaine's a friend. Blaine's a friend of the show. Yeah. Oh, great, great. I have a lot of Montreal fans that are friends of the show, and. Uh, and Sean, I'm big enough to at least eat my crow. Yeah. Well, we know that you're big enough to eat anything. So, but the the point is, <laughs> the point is, I do have some legit questions for you. I want to I want to have a mature discussion about the uh, the collapse of your team. Uh, I just want I, I do want to know though, as a true Leafs fan, did Toronto lose or did the Habs win? And if the Toronto lost, then explain how we swept the Jets. Go. Listen, the well, Habs listen, won. The first, I, I gotta jump in. First of all, you said a true Leafs fan. I don't know that Sean qualifies. Oh my goodness! Yes, I am. I complain about them every year. I think that I'm already planning the them. cup. I planned was, the cup parade already. 
but I complain about the team yes. that they're putting and out there. As, here's the thing, though. As soon as he lost, he goes, you know what? I'm going to call Ryan and see if he'll send me a Doug Gilmore Montreal Canadian <laughs> That's not what I said. I said, I wonder if he would. I said, that's the only that's the only jersey I would wear for Montreal Canadiens. The Doug Gilmore. fact that you were considering it takes me out of corona. Anyway, answer Ryan's question, please. Okay, so I will say this. It's a two-pronged question for me. All right? There's a two-pronged answer here. Okay? Montreal won. They were the better team. By game, uh, by game five and game six, they already proved that they were the better team. Um, the Leafs lost. Do you want to know why the Leafs lost? Because Please. they decided and they folded up in game seven, just as I knew that they were going to fold up in game they seven. They did. They folded up in game seven. When you come Why? back twice. Why, though? Why did they do that? Because Montreal trounced their spirits. You come back twice, especially that second one in game six. And you're leading the shots on Carey Price. And Carey Price is making saves he has no business making. And right off the bat, in that game one with Mitch Marner, when he came across that gaping net, put his stick out and blocked him, and you just saw Mitch Marner look up, up to the heavens like, hockey gods, where have you gone? You know, that already got into his head. After that, he was a complete wreck. Austin Matthews, forget about it. Listen, you want to know where your leadership came from Toronto? Came from the guys, and yes, Brad, it was one of the people that I ended up. I was I was very upset about the signing of Joel Thornton, but Joel Thornton looked good out there. Jason Spezza looked like Jason Spezza from two thousand four, and uh, losing Jake special Muzzle's episode top. just on the signing of Joel Thornton. How terrible it was! How terrible it was! I, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think we I think we won the department of uh, drafting or picking up veteran players. You picked up good veteran players, but here's the thing is that you let Coke and Yemi and Caulfield sit up there in the stands in game one and game two. That was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. That was good. That was good. You I think so? I, I do. I think that that was actually brilliant. Just having them okay. have a look and see what's going on on the ice out there and then just getting them salivated and ready to go. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because they came in, uh, they they came came in, in angry. Like, yeah. like, yeah, they were, they were like, on raw meat, man. It was like, geez, these guys are and, and they're energized. In the playoffs is very important. And that's what Montreal has that Toronto did not have. Yeah. Um yeah. so do I get a little bit of credit this week for my prediction on uh how things are gonna go? As far as with the cap with the Cavalanche, the Colorado Avalanche not being that good, getting knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, hey, you know, I, I said it earlier on the podcast way earlier about Philip Grubauer just being a run-of-the-mill goaltender. This is what happens when you don't have goaltending. This is what happens when you have a player that's suspended for eight games as well. So, uh, Vegas is too good of a team, too deep of a team. They got a great goaltender. They took care of business. What about those Islanders? I also said that that was a dark horse team. Yep. To be coming out of there. We both agreed to that going into the uh, first round there. So, mm-hmm. and uh, there, I think, if, I think if we're keeping track now, I'm pretty sure that uh, I have three. I have three of the four. Well, you called Montreal as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember. just out of spite. I just got it out of spite. I think you did. <laughs> See, yeah, you're you're pretty good there right now. Yeah, three out of four. Three out of uh, four is not bad. Sorry, Reed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I think you're going for Boston, right? So you were talking about yeah, Boston. Sorry, Reed, but yeah, I, I had Tampa and I had uh, Boston, Vegas, and Montreal for my four. What I can't get over, what I'm really psyched about, is this Vegas Montreal series because there's so many great parallels 
to that series. So many great trades has happened between those two teams. And you're about to see it now unfold. Okay. They're actually calling it the Max Pacioretty Cup. You know what, because- Mark? You kept yourself out. That hit was egregious and shouldn't have happened. Yeah, it was gross to watch. I saw it maybe twice. I couldn't keep watching. I couldn't watch anymore, but it's actually kind of gross to watch. Yeah. But you know, you know what I'm thinking right now, Ryan? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, is that this is the beginning of a dynasty. Perhaps? Yes, this is the beginning of a dynasty. This wow. looks exactly very... I told very, you on the sweater. I told this you is, one <laughs> This is very eerily similar to a certain team in the NFL that nobody gave any sort of, they thought, no, no way, not with this rookie goaltender, not with, I mean, not with this rookie quarterback, not with all this. Then they invented the tuck rule. I mean, you know, a couple of fluky things here, fluky th- wow. things there. He beats Kurt Warner, beginning of a dynasty. Tom wow. Brady and the New England Patriots. So Cole Caulfield and Koken Yemi, beginning of a dynasty. Who knows? Well, I, well, I believe it, at the very least, and uh, let me oddly temper your excitement about my team uh it's just because no, uh, I'm, I'm frustrated but i can at least recognize what i'm seeing i'm seeing 1993 play all in front of me again yeah there is a bit of magic in the air so this is me speaking as a Habs fan i'm uh, 45 years old i was 17 years old when they won the cup in 93 so i, I remember it very well i was only 11 years old when they won in 86 stop rubbing, I, stop rubbing it in my face i have I'm just, no i'm just I'm, I'm not doing this to rub in your face i'm telling this to tell your audience you want a cup Thank you, Brad. I already said that. You're a little late to the party. Well, it wasn't clear because you were talking over Ryan. I just want to make sure everybody <laughs> So, honestly, this is for all the Toronto listeners and even to the Habs listeners who are listening to this. Uh, I, I actually am very lucky. I was 17 years old. I remember that cup. I talked about it, I think, in my first episode with you. Uh, I, I, I'll die with that memory. So, even if I'm 90 and the Habs never win a cup again, I will die knowing that I have that memory and I remember it very well. Uh, but it's it's funny now that we're in round three. I think I felt more. How should I say this? I thought the team was going to win the cup in 2014. I really believed it then. I think the injury to Price wrecked our flow, just like wrecks any team. When teams injure, have injured players or suspended players, we can see and we saw in these series that it does affect the team. It affects their psyche. It can affect their their yeah. flow. We know that Price is like a third defenseman. He just he's able to just pass the pucks like a, like no other goalie can. And to have that gone and to have that psychic, oh, our star goalie's gone and we're in the conference finals. It's going to, I don't care how professional you are, it's going to shake your psyche. Yeah. Uh, it's going to change your gameplay. And it was enough that they got knocked out. Now, maybe they would have gotten knocked out had Price never been injured. We will never know that alternate universe. But oddly enough, I don't, you know, and now the discussion is the Vegas Knights. You know, normal, not normal, but level headed Ryan understands that Vegas is a tough team. Uh, and I actually kind of like Vegas. And if Vegas does beat the Habs, I'm going to say if. That's the timeline we're going to be of on. You, of course you like Vegas. It's a lot of ex-Habs over there. That's true, too. But they, they, I, they're exciting franchise to watch. And uh, I'm not here to talk about, like, all oh, the the Gary Batman and the odds and the fact that the Caps, uh, whatever. I'm just saying I kind of enjoy their style, their fun team, and uh, I got no qualms with them. And if we do lose them, there's no hard feeling. I honestly the better team will win. There's yeah. no, there's no animosity. I think we faced them six times in our whole career. So we don't have any bad blood with this team. Uh, but that, that being said, there's a small part of me where I, I don't know. I like, I don't want to get too excited, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think we can beat these guys. And 
I know the Habs locker room feels that way. And I know they've been very clear that like they have said, we feel something special is happening. We're the, and you're seeing it on the ice. And I've been watching these guys all year and they weren't doing it all year. Yeah. Something is there's a, I don't know what team I'm watching right now. It's yeah. Sort of the team that was at the beginning of the year, but the team that I'm watching now is got me. I'm very excited to be a Habs fan. I have not been excited to be a Habs fan for a little while. And we've had our down year since that 2014, quite frankly. We've had some rough time, rough games, rough rough stretches. And maybe Mark Bergerman actually knew what he's talking about. He said, there's teams you build for the regular season and there's teams you build for the playoffs. And we got into the playoffs and now we're kind of seeing the fruits of that labor kind of clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing is... That, that hit galvanized that team. Oh, yeah. Easily, right? And that, and right? And that, watched, they already had some magic going, but I told John when it happened, I said, "Man, you watch like how yeah. they reacted and how they came out and fought, and how that you know, I, I very clearly remember seeing his helmet on the ground, right? And one of the guys grabbed it with a stick and pulled it over, and I was like, man, if he puts that helmet on a stick and goes in front of that other bench, like these boys are ready to go.' I told him, I said, as soon as it happened, I go sweep city, watch this." Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about sports across the board. Yes. Is that you have a you have a good roster, right? You have talent. You have a little bit of magic sprinkled in, and then something galvanizing happens to that team, and then it's magic. But here's but look at look at Braveheart. Look at Braveheart. The last battle. You know they were totally outnumbered. Have you? They had their leader sacrificed there, and yeah. and Jake Evans, though not the leader, it was kind of like. Yeah, it was. And the fact that the, the the team came back with the idea, we're not going to come back with punches and hits per se. We're going to come back and win the game. Yeah. And they kept their heads leveled and they won as a team. And their anger was shown in their plane. And they shut down the Jets. And again, all the pundits out there were like, Jet, uh, there was only one out of the Sportsnet or TSN. Yeah, only one that had the Habs in six. Only one had the Habs, had, had them in six. Yeah. So I guess I guarantee you, I haven't looked, but let me guess. Every Vegas yeah, or every pundit. It's Vegas in six or five. Yeah. Sure. And 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 here's here's my thing, though, Ryan, is that. Safe bet. Don't get me wrong. That's a safe bet. Yeah. But I, I would love to see the one person who's like, I don't know. Maybe this team is that Cinderella team this year. But here's the thing. I mean, 2014, there was a team that snuck into the playoffs, ended up winning it all. The Los Angeles King were eighth seed in the West and ended yeah. up winning it all. So, I mean, it doesn't matter just as long as you show up. New uh, Minnesota North Stars, when they went up against the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 92. Yeah. 92. All your references are like almost 30 years old, John. Because that's, <laughs> that's how hard it is for a, t- a team in the like lower C team to actually make it all right. the way. To the I final. think they have when they won in 93. I think they were eighth. Or they were bottom. No, they they were, were whatever. The, they were close. They were I, close. I, they were they were they weren't exactly the bottom, but they were definitely down there. Um, and they were. But playing, nobody had them winning the first well, round, probably it. back and, then. And yeah. and I think what galvanized them was that they had to go up against the Nordiques, and that went seven, and that was yes. so many overtime games, and that galvanized yeah. them. It's the same thing with this Habs team, is that okay? So oh, here JT, comes. here goes J- the credit from the Leafs. Watch. Stop! 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 J- JT gets injured, right? <laughs> JT gets injured. That is a huge benefit for the Montreal Canadiens because who knows? But not for the not, but not for the games two, three, and four. So explain in this. I've heard this from other Leaf fans. So explain it to me. How is it that that team did beat the Habs after that injury? Mm-hmm. What changed then? I mean, you know, the, without Tavares. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, is that there's no killer instinct on that team. There is no killer instinct on that team. If you have a killer instinct, you do what the Islanders and you do what the Knights do. You're up like three, two, you, you, you put your foot in their neck and you just kill them. 
You well, you guys did in one game. What was it? Four or five? No, it was one game. Well, I think that it was, was the... that was that was game four, and then game five. You guys were up three nothing, and I thought when we came back to three three oh, tied up, I, was I thought well, here we go. And then Galchenia cuffs up the puck. It's the same thing with Dermot coughing up the puck, and and it's just like okay, bad bounces, whatever. That's part of the game. That's sure. part of the game. That's the way yeah. it is. Everybody benefits or does not benefit from it. But if Tavares doesn't go down, it could be a whole different series. Yeah, but, sure. But, we but never know. Mean, we never know what the what do you call it? The um, hockey the, though. The ripple effect. Candies and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas, Sean. <laughs> that's hockey though, right? Your best. That's all sports. sports. That's why yeah. we watch all sports. That's why this the whole thing comes together. One of your players can go right down. That's that. Next Guess what? Up. You still gotta you still gotta go out and win. But Sean, it's not a question of when. It's a question of how many. I know. <laughs> Stop. Well, I've got. I actually I have got, the answer. I got to already get into this here. Thanks a lot, I, Ryan. I, I'll tell you how many. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a bold statement here. The Leafs. The, this was their window, and it's over. You guys are gonna have another. No. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm sorry. No, no. I don't care. Oh. I think. I think. I don't think. I don't know. I. I. I was. I was never like a Toronto. I'm not, I'm not a Toronto hater. I'm actually. I don't like doing that. I, they're a rival, absolutely. They're a rival. I don't hate any, anyone that likes the Leafs. I don't care. I, I don't like bad fans of any fan base. At the end of the day, I don't like bad fans of my fan base. It's embarrassing some of the things that my, our fan base has done. And I don't well, that's like. Why that. nobody wants Montreal to win the cup because they know what's coming next. It's like no. It's the same burn. with Toronto. If Toronto won the cup, really? it'd be the. Yeah, because really? we won an NBA championship. We won two World Series. We didn't burn our city down. Oh, we we did really, we did, Sean. We, we have, what what did you have to do we with did it? Have some shooting. We did have some shootings there. He was the rooting NBA for the Blue Jays in 1993 in the basement of a strip club when they won. Yes, yes. No, you guys. You're, the city of Toronto has had some championship uh, uh, banners for their sports teams. That's great. Yeah. Good, but good it, job. To be fair, it was before the burning of the city was in vogue. So Montreal was doing it before it the late 90s with. Detroit. So no, no, I will. no, no, no. 93 Montreal went nuts. <laughs> I, well, look, that's not me. I don't, I don't burn anything down. I burn toast, but uh, not in celebration, but, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I don't know. I'm, I think we can beat Vegas. I think you can too. Yeah. I'm do you calm. think we're going to be Vegas? Sean, here's your prediction. Just to say it. I do. Are we going to be Vegas? I do. I do. I do. I think it's going to be six games. I think it's going to be Montreal and six. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm yeah. not being, I'm being a realist here. Here's the thing. The team Montreal has beaten probably their biggest rival in the first round. Smokes the team that takes out the top uh, player in the NHL in four. You got Mark Andre Fleury. Who's like, you know, he's going up against Carey Price. He knows he's going up against Carey Price. Mark Andre Fleury's mental toughness is not there. He's like Tuka Rask. Yeah, I don't think it's the same as Price. I think not Price is playing right now. He's playing on a killer level right now. He's like, like he's got the highest goal saves against right now in the playoffs. The times he's... you guys made the conference finals, you do not have Carey Price. You have Carey Price now. Yeah. And yeah, if he's your best player, who cares? That's your best player. He's playing like your best what's, player. Yeah, what's well, such an odd criticism that people it's say so that? Stupid. It's like stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that our best player happens to be the goalie. Next time we'll make up our defenseman. <laughs> it's like Buffalo when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. They had no business being the Stanley Cup Finals, but Dominic Hasek was that good. 
Yeah, yes, you would. I remember him uh, being that way. It was so frustrating. Like, stop stopping the pucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he never even did the butterfly. He did this flop around thing. He's flopping yeah. around everywhere. I'm like, what yeah. is he? And 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 no, I I everybody's on the Vegas hype machine. You know what? Sure. Vegas Vegas might have just pulled the wild card they didn't want because this is a hot team. They don't know. They, these guys are young. They don't know what they're doing as far as like, oh, we're we supposed to be scared. Do they have any Stanley Cup uh, winners on their team right now? I, I, I actually don't know. I don't Ooh, know. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Well, besides Mark Andre Fleury, they've right? Couple, they've got a couple left over still from. They well, they weren't winners there. They went to the finals and they went to the finals. Yeah. yeah, first year. Yeah, first year. Yeah, that's right, Brad. That's what you get to look forward to. First year, we're in the Cup Finals, Seattle. Yay! <laughs> yeah, the crack. Well, why don't we talk about the Kraken? Uh, is there anyone the Kraken, on your team? I mean, the Kraken are going to have a Stanley Cup before the Maple Leafs do. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Just keep it coming, man. I, you know what? Yeah, Just dude. keep it coming. Steamroll, steamroll. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, what, what's your, uh, what's your, uh, what's your feeling on? And of course, you too, Brad. But I know you're not as big a, in hockey as Sean is. But it's his fifth. It's his fifth. Listen, favorite uh, right, sport. it's my fifth favorite sport, and I have three of the oh. four uh, finalists in the in this game. <laughs> So, uh, what's your feeling on? I pay more attention. Like, my, it might be my fifth favorite sport, but like, it might be like the top level for other people. If I can pick three of the four, that's how I feel about it. Well, Brad okay. is What's... Brad is a super fan of sports, yeah. right? So, <laughs> sports, sports. I'm a, I'm a sports fan in general. Yeah. So to say, yeah. I'm not. It's not really as disrespectful as it sounds to say it's my fifth favorite sport. I just like to say that to Sean when I'm right about things. <laughs> Because it sounds more disrespectful than it is. But. It sounds super disrespectful, but whatever. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Here's a question for you, Sean. And, and of course, Brad. of course, Brad, you too. Uh, what if we go? Well, our goal is to go back to 82 games or whatever next season. That's right. So back to a full schedule. That's right. And uh, so now with divisions playing other divisions and conferences playing those other conference games with other teams, the normal mix and match that we do throughout 82 games. But that being said, with that kind of schedule, and that kind of mixing, do we still like to keep the idea of a Canadian division? I mean, it's just hard. Logistically, it's hard because Canada is such a big country. And then having to go to Vancouver or Edmonton or Calgary. That's true. Like Winnipeg is not terrible, but, you know, like to have to do that, it's the same thing with the Habs right now having to start in Vegas, right? So the game's not starting till 10 p.m. here. So 9 p.m. for you guys. What's your fault for living where you do? I know. I mean you know west coast i love west coast <laughs> but you know the uh, pacific coast time or whatever pacific standard time whatever it's called i, I don't forget how to call it properly but anyways living on the west coast time zones is the best for sports i love it oh uh, yeah it is there's no late starts no game. like like 10 o'clock you're wrapping up you watch the late game at 10 o'clock it's like <laughs> yeah. i want i can watch all the games as being bed by 10 yeah, it's a, it's amazing. I love game it. Start like you know, right now with the NBA playoffs, like the game starts at four thirty. I know. I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch Utah Clippers games, but they're on so late, and it's like I'm fading already at that point. You're not missing much. That series is over. You think so? Yeah. Listen, man. Kawhi's used to being down two games. He's used to that. Oh, yeah. Utah Jazz are up. They are up two games. Yeah, two games. Up I don't know who's left. Yeah. Who's left right now in the in the NBA? Uh, the yeah, Phoenix Suns are up 3-0 over the Denver Nuggets. That's right. And a flashback to 1993. <laughs> 93! <laughs> yep. um, and then the uh, the other split is uh, Utah and uh, the Clippers. 
It's two nothing then, Utah. Uh, yep, and then we've got uh, the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks are facing off. It's a two one series there, and then uh, it's Atlanta Hawks and seventy uh, sixers. Well, it's kind of nice to see all these teams on here very often at this level yeah, of the playoffs. This is the first; it's the first time since 2010 that the finals will not include LeBron James or Steph Curry. That's crazy. Since 1998, that? that there's not a Lakers, it's not the Lakers, the Heat, or Golden State in the finals. Now, this is a naive question, so I don't follow basketball. The only sport I follow really is hockey. I've made, and the only team I really follow is Montreal. So I'm very uh, naive and narrow-minded. Still but, fast. but. Uh, for the NBA, is there a cap? Do they have a salary cap? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they find ways around that. Okay. Because it seems like those certain teams keep having yeah. those certain dynasties. Well, yeah. they've got this thing called the luxury tax. And so once you cross a certain certain threshold of over the cap, you have to pay double the, the yeah. uh, tax. And, and so, then there's there's players that come and um, sign the league minimum as well to come on for a chance to win. Yeah, with guaranteed money, it's changed a little bit, right? So yeah. if you've got a guy, you know, he's making 18 million uh, and he gets cut, he's still owed that 18 million. He'll go play for a million dollars with a contender because he's still making 18 million dollars. You yeah. know what I mean? Not trying to find equal pay. Yeah. Um, it's a little similar in the NFL with the dead money situation. So, so Sean, uh, the Habs are the champions of the North, correct? This undisputable. Okay. Because I feel like... I, <laughs> where do the Leafs fall in the Canadian division like after the playoffs pecked out? Third? At least third, right? If They're ahead fourth. of Edmonton for sure because we didn't get sweeped. Swept. Sweeped? Sweeped. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much is affecting me. <laughs> not his first language, Ryan. You can't... That's true. The, the Fijian warrior doesn't speak English. <laughs> but uh, so, Sean, uh, and this is serious. So as a Leafs fan, are, are people crying for tearing it up, training people, or just or just saying it was just a bad or, – or, no. okay, what's your – are people saying fire everyone, trade have everyone? You heard, have you heard, like, in Toronto right now, it's there's, – there's people that have become Kraken fans. There's people that are burning their jerseys. It's it's chaos out there. They're just like, ah. Uh. And all I'm saying is, look to Cleveland. Playoffs, look to years. Cleveland. Look that to should Cle- be your example. Know, that's, that's not your – I don't think that's the way to go. Look to Cleveland. Don't they lose all the time, too? But look at their fan base. They're always there. <laughs> no, I see. Well, Buffalo's like that, too. Aren't they? The Buffalo, the Buffalo uh, Sabres. So oh, the yeah, Sabres. The Sabres, yeah. Well, the same with the Bills. The Bills have been perennial losers. And then last year they got in and then oh, okay. was all high and mighty on. If you notice, he wore his Bills jersey because it's also red, white, and blue, which makes oh. Ryan. So <laughs> okay, I like oh, it. There you go. <laughs> I know Sean's brain. That's how it works. He was like, I can't wear halves, but what can I oh I can match his colors with this? Watch. That's awesome. Uh yeah. So what are your feelings then? Don't just try it again. It was just it was just a bad, it was just a bad playoff, bad luck, whatever. Just just try it again next year okay. with the same team. So I'm gonna tell you right now. So this is this is my this is you're you're now gonna get my inner thoughts about this. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. So we had we had a brilliant we had a brilliant GM back in the day. Not even that long ago. Lou Lamorello. Who's that? Lou Lamorello. Okay. He leaves. He goes over to the New York Islanders. Okay. Maybe I hear they're doing okay right now. Yeah, I hear they're doing pretty good, aren't they? They decide to like the the guy that they hired for analytics, they made him the GM. And he made all the trades, everything like that, that analytically, hey, we should be coming out on top. But here's the thing. 
You can have all the finesse plays, all the finesse whatever. It means nothing if you cannot do that. You need people to grind in there. So I thought with Nick Foligno, Riley Nash, some of those guys are great additions. But it wasn't enough because some of these guys are still stung. Still stung. Like, I mean, Morgan Riley is from that 2013 Leafs team that got dismantled by Boston when they were up 4-1 in game seven in the third. Okay. Right? So you still have some of these guys that are from that team. All they know is losing. All they do is lose, 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 no matter what. Are that a professional is affected by something that happened seven years ago? Yeah, if you have a player that's still there, and that's that's the thing, is that I really do think that the psychology of losing is a real thing. What's the average uh, NHL career? The average NHL career, it's a lot longer than an NFL career, I'd say. Uh, I couldn't give you the stats. Probably at least 2.5 years. Yeah, NFL is 2.5, yeah. But uh, Okay. NHL, I remember watching a thing. This is a few years ago. Let me just look this up right now, Brad, while you guys discuss, and I'll have a look at this here. Because I, I feel like it's a soft argument that someone who was there seven years ago is still mentally affected by that and plays enough of a role that it gets in the psyche of the rest of the team. Well, Toronto in general okay. is affected by the fact they haven't won the Cup in, yeah, since 67. And the, so multiply it by I two. It's a, it's a widespread problem. Five years yeah. is the average. So he's even out of the league if he was an average player. And well, he, he wasn't. He wasn't that. an average player. The argument that it's one player that's uh, shell shocked is rough. No, no, I think no, 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 no. I'm just saying that he's one guy that's all we known lost since the all the way back Toronto then. Toronto leadership is terrible. Hey, and listen. See the way it goes down. You see the way they're not chippy. They don't want to defend no. their teammates. There's no. no accountability in that locker room. No. And John Johnny Tavares is the wrong guy to be naming captain. I don't think Austin Matthews could be your captain either. Well, Austin Matthews disappeared in the game as soon as Johnny Tavares was gone. Right? Yeah. We talked about that, and and they didn't take up for him when he was injured. No, Nick Foligno went to bat. He, and, and and here's the thing: one was, guy. Was, but we we talked about that one guy. You talk about, but it was accidental. That guy did that not mean. Listen, I saw a goalie get elbowed in the face for the first time ever after Ryan's guy went down. That's crazy. Just think about that. Like the guy skated through the line and gave that guy an elbow to the face. Didn't give two shits about that game. Like he was sending a message. All those guys got hit when that guy went down. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Well, that's it was a, wrong. It was clearly wrong. Mike but, Mark Shifley hit was completely egregious. I'm just saying yes. it was. But they still. Corey Perry was an guy. accident. But that's how it works. That their mentality. That's coming from a Belize fan, everyone. It was. I'm not. What am I going to say? It was. He didn't mean to. No. No. You know that was yeah, that was literally a body just flying in front of your different like but intent and what happened are two different things. So what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to go over there, just start You're pulling supposed off to gloves. galvanize your team, Sean. Nick Felino did. He went over there and he, he started a fight with Corey he Perry. Gal- he did not, he didn't galvanize his team. Yes, he did. <laughs> Corey Perry just sat there and took games. his licks. You lost in seven games to the 18th overall seed. I know, I know. <laughs> Last, we were the last team coming to the playoffs. I love it. <laughs> we don't have whole wise advantage no matter who we face. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But that's just sports, but like you can't be, you know, you can't, you're going to miss me with the, you know, it's one guy. Like, it's a lot of guys. I wanted to say this before I forget, uh, and, and to any of the Habs fans that are still listening, this is me speaking level headed here. 
Uh, I'm very excited that we're playing Vegas. I'm looking forward to the series. I'm looking forward to goaltender, uh, the goaltender battle. I still think, obviously, Price has the advantage, obviously, with experience. Well, of course, Flurry has the experience. But I think, I don't know, I think our team has just suffered a lot this year. And we've had a lot of, I don't know if Vegas has had that kind of emotional suffering that we've had. And that does carry. Like, the battle's won. What emotional um, suffering have you suffered? Losses. What are you talking about? Losses and uh, us? Yeah. As a team, this yeah. is a horrible season. I know you fired you fired your coach halfway through. Oh, and I don't mean horrible, but I feel the team wasn't quite. They, they gelled at the beginning, then something fell apart. Then we had a coaching staff change. We slipped into the playoffs barely. Price was injured forever. That's that's a battle though in the psyche of like, hey, we got through all this stuff. We made the playoffs. Hey, we beat. Like I think they're on this yeah. team building unity high. Here's what I said: is that Montreal that? was going to make it. They weren't going to lose out to Calgary. They weren't going to lose out to those teams. They they were going to make it. And 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 Carey Price having half the season off. Jake Allen picked up that slack for him. Managed to get all rested up, ready for the postseason. Yeah, if you want to put your tinfoil hat on, I mean, there might be people saying he, Price wasn't as injured as maybe. Oh, I don't know about that, but or you could argue, but you could argue he was injured. He was getting the rest that he needed, and they're, uh, they're like, "Oh, we're going to make the playoffs. There's no reason to." Yeah, rush him. That, exactly. That has happened though uh, in LA with LeBron. There was a big uh, conspiracy that his ankle injury was not as terrible as it was, and they were going to ride him into the playoffs. And then they got into the playoffs, and the continuity and the rhythm was non-existent, and they laid a neg in the first round. Yeah. Oh, so it worked against them. Oh, yeah. And the, and I'm wondering, if that's my only fear about the rest of Montreal's having right now. I think it's good they're getting it for the injured players that they have, but is that momentum's kind of gone. Yeah. Because you like saw it, the momentum after Game Seven, they were well, that's what right into. Sean and I were talking about while you were getting ready to come back on was that um, you know I for me at that series of the toss up between Vegas and Montreal, I'm really I'm very interested to see what happens in Game One. In Game One, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter that they don't have to win, right? I need to see their energy and what they're bringing to the table. And Montreal's going to be facing uh, uh, for the first time a legitimate home crowd or away crowd. That they haven't seen for over a yeah. year. Yeah. And it's not 500. It's not 500 health the other, right? It either shells them or it emboldens them. Yeah. And this is a team that's been, you know, obviously, sorry, this is players that have been to opposing ice fan bases. It's not, it's not foreign to them. It's just going to be new after a little while. But yeah, it could embolden them. It could be, hey, let's see how quickly we can silence these guys. Yeah. My thing is, is that you have, well, first off, Montreal is such storied history, right? And then when you have the old-timers like Yves Cornoyer, Guy Lafleur, all those guys sitting up there, what are you supposed to do? You have to go out and just, you know, it's Montreal. But in Vegas, they've got Johnny Mathis in the crowd. <laughs> they also have Little John. Uh, Little John. <laughs> He's a mascot, mascot of sorts for them. I'm actually kind of curious how many Montreal fans might be in the crowd. Well, you can't cross the border, right? Can you guys fly? No, there's just people that live there that yeah. are fans. Oh. There's fans. The Montreal fans are like, they're like cockroaches. They're everywhere. They never go away. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. It will yeah. be interesting. I'm sure there'll be a handful. I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe as many as healthcare workers, in a sense, scattered throughout the crowd. Like but they'll, they'll, yeah. yeah they'll, <laughs> out of 20,000 people, I would I, I'd well, say no, there's, two, there's a fair amount of uh, retirees. In this a lot of Canadians live in Vegas at the end of the day, like yeah. like Canadian well, citizens, in Phoenix, right? Which isn't a very long, like Scottsdale area. That's not a very long haul to Vegas if your team's in, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd go. 
Yeah, three hours. Definitely, and there'll, there'll probably be one person out of the twenty five hundred in in the uh, in the Bell Center that will be a Vegas. You'll see a Vegas jersey there. All right. Wait. So here's all right. All right. Dons, so we're bro. down to the final four. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> I want to get Ryan your picks out of the two series, and Brad your picks out of the two series. So yeah, I do. I do want to make one point when I say this, and I think that the Canadians have an advantage. Uh, in the goaltender spot, even more so because Flurry gives up goals. And we just his record against the Habs isn't very good. Go up two goals, and then they, he gave them back up. Like he's not, he doesn't have it. And that's what is going to be fascinating to me to watch. I, I need to see the energy from uh, Montreal in Game One again, win or win or lose. I, if mm-hmm. they've got the right energy, then I think they win the series. But, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, the first game is an important game. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to treat. You almost have to treat the first game like a Game Seven. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I'm saying it's Montreal in six, and I'm saying it's the Islanders in seven. Ooh. They're going to fight. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. yeah right. All right. Tampa in five and Montreal in seven. Okay. I'm with Brad. I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't like guessing numbers. I don't know why because I'm just not good at it. But like, how many games they'll win? But I, I think the Habs will beat Vegas, and uh, so they'll win at I, least four. Right? They'll win four games. They'll win at least four. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I think uh, I. Do, I think Tampa is going to make it to the final. So it's so funny, right? Because like, I, there's so many people that you you end up encountering with. So when I talk to my Habs friends, you know, I always congratulate them because it's just like, hey, good job. I'll listen to. I, I get my ear blown up <laughs> about everything about the Leafs, everything like that. But there's so many people that are there going, listen. I know Montreal is a Canadian team. They're the only Canadian team left. But why them? Why them? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i would i'd feel the same if it was toronto like if winnipeg beat montreal i'd be going for winnipeg if edmonton yeah. knocked out montreal i'd be going for edmonton it's it's normal to feel the way if you're a house fan it's hard to be a least fan too it's hard to yeah it's so funny because like i have a montreal buddy who was there watching game uh four and he was there telling me like listen the Leafs couldn't win another Stanley Cup because nobody in Montreal would be able to stand it because they, they've won too much. They've won the Raptors. Now, if they win a cup, we'll never hear the end of it, right? No. So then all of a sudden, I'm hearing a guy, we're talking, I go, listen, I don't know why Toronto people were just going nuts about the CN Tower being lit up in the red, white, and blue of the Habs. It's like, come on, man. Like, the was, that a, was that like a sabotage or something I heard? Like, no, no, it wasn't a sabotage. Okay. That, was, that was like they were trying to show, show the support for the last Canadian team left in the playoffs. And Toronto went nuts. Like, no, no, no. And I'm like, come on, man. It's the last team. And I'll never 100% forget. 100% against it. Huh? This is the wife question of the week. Here, my wife question of the week. I got it right here, right now. Okay. Because she did ask me this. Wife question of the week. Why is it bad for Toronto to have the colors of the Montreal Canadiens on the CN Tower? And I looked at her and I said, do you think that the Pittsburgh, uh, that Cleveland would have anything, any tower, anything like that, any of the buildings lit up in Pittsburgh Steelers lights? Hell no. Hell no. But at the same hand, Canada is just that team that's just like, we haven't seen a cup in 28 years. Okay, we'll take it with Montreal, whatever. Yeah, I, wonder, it. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, it's weird. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that we had a Canadian division, partly. And it was, so it was, it was like, a, it was almost like, it was the one year that all the Canadian teams, it was kind of like our little bubble in the sense, like if COVID didn't exist mm. and 
and somehow Montreal, because Montreal wouldn't have faced Toronto, maybe. But if COVID didn't exist in the playoffs this no, Montreal, year, Montreal would have faced Toronto eventually at some point. There, if they're if, in the same division, if Toronto got past the first game. round, if, if, yeah. if, <laughs> <laughs> so because Toronto can't go past that the first round, Ryan just. <laughs> Thank you. So that being said, I don't think Toronto would have flown us. I think it had a little bit to do with COVID, kind of the country uniting. Like, I think that's why. And I, so I give props to them for doing that, but I totally understand Toronto fans being upset. So I, I see both sides. I think if, I think it was reversed. If it was the shoe on their foot, like, I don't know what there is in Montreal that's the same as the CN Tower. I had to Google where the CN Tower was, to be honest with you, to make sure that, what? that that was. A lot of movies are filmed there. A lot yeah. of movies and uh, is there like a, is there something in Montreal they could have lit up in in uh, maple leaf colors and the Bell Center? Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's sacrilegious, though, man. That would be a little sacrilegious. I know. I honestly, I don't. Uh, as much as I love my team and the franchise, uh, there's no way Montreal would have done the same thing. I don't think. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they would have done it. I agree. That's why they also said that. They, they know their fan base better. Yeah. Maybe they would just John, maybe Toronto's fans are just too soft. Maybe that's no, the they thing. were vexed, they were pissed. It's uh, the politicians, no, I mean, like during like they're upset at other things, right? They're more, they're more Karenish than they are like actual fans. They're just offended. Wow, but okay, here before we close, I know we're nearing the end here, but before we close, I, I do know a lot of Toronto fans where I saw the videos like on TikTok and YouTube, or whatever people legitimately burning their martyr and or yeah. Matthew's jerseys. And I always want to speak as I again, I've been a fan since I was eight years old. I'm 45 right now of my team. I've seen the highs and lows. I've seen my team not make the playoffs. There was a spell there. I think it was like four to five years or three out of five years. We didn't make the playoffs. And so I've seen it all in the sense I've seen our team collapse. I've seen them knocked out. I've seen them swept. I've seen them. I've never once considered stop liking my team. It's a, it's an odd I journey. I, I don't understand these fans. That's part of being a fan. That's why we love sports That's because it. my team right now absolutely is doing more than I thought they were going to do. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you and say I thought we were going to win the cup. I, I was even nervous that we were going to make the playoffs. I honestly believe Calgary was going to do something at the end there because that's the Habs fan thinking like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still mathematically possible that Montreal doesn't make it. <laughs> and anyway, so that being said, I didn't think we were going to beat the Leafs. I wanted them to. Of course, I cheered for them. We were down three to one. If you were to ask me right then and there, Ryan, are they going to come back in three games? Well, no. You see what we just performed? <laughs> I was ready to say fire, Bergevin, fire, all these guys, uh, we, we, we made it. And, but that's what makes sports exciting is we took yes. a gamble and it worked. And I, another team collapsed. Absolutely. This happens all the time. And I had, just happened to be wearing the jersey of the team that didn't collapse. Yeah. And that's what it is, guys. And if you're a fan of your team and you're burning your jerseys, I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. You're a lame fan of your franchise. You should not be a fan of your franchise. Jumping bandwagons is stupid. I think you can cheer for other teams because sports is fun. You can have every round, everyone has somebody they want to beat and lose. That's that's what makes it fun. But to jump on their back and say, I am now a fan of this franchise just because they've won, lame. And I'm not a fan of a fan of this team because they lost, lame. And and, and like thick a- and thin, thick and thin, you stick with your team, enjoy it. Cry when they win, cry when they lose. Absolutely. Hate your team when they lose. Absolutely. But do not take off the jersey. Do not change your uh, your sports shelf memorabilia stuff. Nothing. You're a fan, win or lose. So, Ryan, is that your long way of saying that you're not going to send Sean a Doug Gilmore sweater? I don't have a Gilmore. I just have my, uh, what's one does that? Let's see which one I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I heard he's a top. Sean, do you want that sweater. one? 
the top goal scorer this one, eh? <laughs> it's a uh, number 19. My jersey's number 19 because that was my rugby number throughout junior high uh, and high school. So, yeah. Man, I would take a Rebalkan jersey just because I like you, Ryan. Yeah, I would oh, take a Rebalkan. Can you imagine to be 45-year-old Rebalkan on the ice? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you I, know what? Do you see those uh, Tide Cold commercials there with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, and those Steve? are fun. You see the one with Mark Messier? Yeah. And, and I'm looking at Mark Messier. And he looks like he's in fantastic shape. And then I'm looking at his age. He's 60. And I'm thinking, he's like, that guy could lace up skates right now and go out there. He looks that great. Yeah. It's It'd like, be interesting. Yager's still playing in whatever league that is out there. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he owns the team, I think, doesn't he? They're <laughs> <laughs> winning, winning cups, though, too. Well, well Putin, Putin's the best player, isn't he, in Russia right now? Oh, yeah. Hands, Hands down. down. Yeah. Just <laughs> Listen, all right, before we put an end to this all together here, because you know what? I'm, I'm going to say right now, I've, I've had enough about talking about the Leafs. I will say this, Tristan, listen, buddy, I love you. I don't know why you had to switch it to Seattle. Brad loves you right now, too. But uh, come Coast back to the Leafs. Coast, my friend, that's why. Come back to the Leafs. Oh, you got a, you got a friend that legit left? The- so this guy used to be, a, he, was a, he was a QMJHL uh, player. Okay. Put him on the show. And, uh, you know, hardcore Leafs fan. And then all of a sudden, just like, hey, guys, we got the number two pick overall. And now they're going, do you just switch over to the, the Kraken? And then sure enough, we switched everything over to the Kraken. I'm like, oh, my gosh. As he oh, should have. As he should have. Brad <laughs> loves you. Tristan, I still love you, man. But it's okay. You're just confused. Look to Cleveland. Look to Cleveland. This is terrible advice all the way around. Not at all. When you can mess up a trade, a trade deadline. And you still go there and cheer for them. But you have a paper bag on your face. I'm just saying, like... I'm wearing a paper bag. I'm going to be wearing a paper bag on my face when I go there. It's probably because there's less things to do or it's really cold. Like, it's one of the two, right? But Oh, it's cold. It's cold there. Yeah, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Like, I thought I, I thought I Seattle was cold that there. December day. I thought What's Seattle that? was closed that, that December day we went to go watch them in 2013. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, but it's nowhere near. That was November, and I'm watching Cleveland, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. What is – they They built that stadium purposely that the Lake Erie, when it blows in, yeah. the cold air gets trapped on the field. It just circles around on the field. Yeah. They have snow flurries with no clouds in the sky because it just blows it <laughs> off the lake. That's how cold it is. It's crazy. <laughs> I believe it. How silly that is! Like that's insane. And someone yeah. signed off on that agreement. Like, okay, what's the best competitive advantage we can get? You know what? Snow. <laughs> Let's manufacture snow. Yeah. Shout out to Cleveland for being trendsetters. All right, Brad. Johnny so. Johnny Manziel. Does he get a third chance with the USFL being brought back into existence? I don't know. I I don't know at this point. I can't even believe the USFL is coming back. I can. You can? Yeah, I, I think it's ill-fated. I don't think it's going to make it, but I think it, I understand why it's coming back. Please explain to me because I don't know why. Well, I, there's going to be a boom in people going to do things, right? And so you need to have that out there. But it's just not – I mean, there's a lot of sports that you can have other talent in, you know. Mm-hmm. I think football is one of the ones that's really difficult to have in a competitive league. Of is, dudes in their late twenties. Is Donald Trump going to be allowed to own a team there? Oh, probably. I mean, his money—if he has the money—that's the question right now. But he was the reason that the whole entire USFL experiment failed the first time. He's the reason why a lot of things have failed, Sean. 
I didn't want to go down that road. I did want to bring up, though, that because he wanted to go head-to-head against the NFL, that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Listen, he's made a lot of mistakes, and he's always bounced back to some degree in his own mind. So, yeah. yeah. Look at this. You've driven me to the scotch, Ryan. You've driven me to the scotch from this conversation. To be fair, my my pleasure. It was a short drive, Ryan. It was a short drive. So uh, when does this episode drop in relation to the Monday's game? Well, uh, right tomorrow. Before. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when people are listening, or if they've already listened, Habs will win the first game. Mark my words. And uh, if we don't win the first game, I th- I really believe we can win. Why not? Why not believe? I'm going to throw away the odds. I'm going to throw away everything else. I think if we just throw our belief in the air, all has fans unite. Don't be ashamed to say your team's going to win. Yep. Like I've said before, uh, it's not a question of when; it's a question of how many. Go Habs, go! Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, are you like doubly excited because it's like a rocky story in some ways? It truly like is. That. That's right. Well, and, and at the end of the day, and I post this in the in the Facebook group. I'm in a, a Habs Facebook group with like thirty thousand people. I, I I posted. And I said, "Well, win or lose against Vegas, we have nothing to be ashamed of, and we have nothing to be embarrassed about." Uh, I can't. I don't think every franchise can say that this year. So, if Vegas knocks us out. Okay, sure. Dude, and you anyone guys, that you guys are playing on house money. Yeah. What do you have to be upset about? Yeah. <laughs> you were supposed to be there. I know. <laughs> so that's what I mean. So I mean, that's a kind of a good feeling. I think the has players must. I mean, look, if I know that, the players must know this, and that's it's kind of nice being the underdog in some way because you don't you you don't have you to lose. worry about being like oh they lost against yeah. Vegas in the third round they should be ashamed. And I was like, uh, we weren't supposed to be here, but we'll. Let's just we'll see what happens. It. Yeah, exactly. We'll and it. that's a good place to be sometimes. That's why there's that's why we have underdog stories. And again, that's why we watch sports because my only thing for you guys, I gotta be honest, Ryan. Sure. Is that you get maybe another three years of Mark Bergevin with that horrible hair and his horrible I dreams. hate it. I hate it. You know, because they the team's done so well. Because Mark Bergevin, I'm sure, was on his way out. All of a sudden, hey, we made the conference finals. You get a three-year extension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Samson Delilah. Isn't that the story where he, he didn't cut his hair to get a strength? So I think Bergevin's like, I'm not going to cut my hair until the Habs win a cup. <laughs> John went the other way. He cut his hair because his Maple Leafs didn't win a first round. So. <laughs> Poorly on my dad. He still hasn't lined up the front there. He's got a little bit of a. I'm a beast, man. Is that what it is? Well, you're handsome. Yeah. You're very handsome. Well, thank you. You are handsome. It's just unsettling with a really groomed beard and a not groomed top. But that's just the that's the throw off for me. <laughs> I'll fix it up. I'll fix it You're up. You're full grieving. You should just shave the beard off or just trim Oh, it I can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. I do. I do want to start talking about this, though. NBA. I was watching game three of that Bucks brooklyn series, and I was appalled. It was a horrible game. That was a horrible game. They're trying to say how, oh, Milwaukee's playing so defensively well. No, no. Kyrie wasn't making shots. Kevin Durant wasn't making shots. Giannis Antetokounmpo thinks that he's Steph Curry trying to throw a three all the time because they could have driven that score way up. Middleton was the only guy that played well. How many free throws did uh, Antetokounmpo miss that game? It was terrible. The same amount that he normally does. He's not a great. It player. was terrible. He made one three. He made one three pointer out of ten attempts. 
I thought you were going to talk about Kevin Durant's personal security running on the court to separate him from an all. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was a little crazy as well. But uh, I, I <laughs> here's the thing. Kevin Durant's supposed to be right now probably the best player left in these playoffs. And, man, he played like it in the fourth quarter, but the first three, I don't know where he was. I have no idea. That was a really bad game to watch. Yeah, And that's the thing with series. You can't break series down into – Single games. I mean, everyone's going to have an off night. You know, I, I think Milwaukee needs to make hay now because if James Harden comes back, it's. Oh, yeah, it's it's done, you know. And then Antetokounmpo, uh, I saw him travel. I don't know how many times. How many times I see him travel that game? Every like, every game. That's what he does. Like, holy geez, five steps to the basket and I'm 200 and something pounds. I'll get a basket every time and the foul. Holy geez. Well, you can cover the whole court in five steps. So <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> he's a freak of an athlete i mean that's they don't there's not many dudes walking around like him yeah that's true that's true um Kawhi leonard utah i'm not worried he's used oh, to this he's used to that he's used to being down two games not with that team though and that co- like ty root and ty lu is no he has no juice. The is that the Toronto guy? Is that the Toronto guy? Yeah, Toronto yeah, guy? yeah. He signed over in Los Angeles Cup. This is last year in his contract, too. So it's very So his team's still in? They're down two games to Utah. Oh, they, haven't, oh. they haven't looked good. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have a coach that's really an ex-player that really doesn't. It's like Steve Nash coaching the Brooklyn Nets. It's like, are you really coaching? Are, are you really coaching? You have that much talent? Are you coaching? Oh, oh is he coaching that team right now? Yeah. And they're in? Well, they're in, and they got, Probably like, it's, it's a video game team, Ryan. It's a video game team. What do you they mean have, by that? They have arguably probably three of the top ten, if not top eight oh. players. It's old, so it's old Steve Nash's coaching. You know I went to school with him, eh? Yeah? Yeah. For, uh, well, he's two years older than me, so I knew him in junior high. Uh, Arbutus Junior uh, Secondary School here in Victoria. And, I think uh, you but I was telling me that he would practice with tennis balls there, eh? Uh, I, well, the funny thing is, I, you know, back when you're a kid, you don't see him like, oh, he's going to be a future NBA or, but he was a star player. In fact, if you pull out our yearbook, my grade eight yearbook, he was a grade 10, there's a little write up, you know, the, the Arbutus team won the BC championships, whatever, you know, however far out they go there, but they won the BC boys championship. And it actually says in the write up, it says, and no, I think it actually quotes it and in no small part because of Steve Nash. So it's just interesting that even, yeah, even back then he was the star player, of course, of, of the, uh, of the boys team there. But uh, I, I never thought he would ever be an NBA player. And, and win the NBA, the MVPs twice. This is the only way he's going to win a, a finals championship. Those head coach. Sure, of good for him. He doesn't have to do anything for. And he slept with Elizabeth Hurley. He's got to do something. Yeah, he's got to call the timeouts. Yeah. No, no, he slept with Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> I heard you the first time. <laughs> In her prime, like yeah, but so did uh, Hugh uh, Hugh Grant. Are, are you saying it matters how many people she slept with, Sean? No, <laughs> she's allowed to sleep with as many people as she wants. Even back yeah, then. He has a thing for foreigners, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean, Sean, you lost your chance. <laughs> she loves Fijian warriors. <laughs> I don't know Sean's in her demographic. No, yeah. Brian, you they're 45 year old Canadian. Well, yeah, well, she's 10 years Steve older Nash than is, me. Steve Nash is, you know, 47, right? So, yeah. In the demographic. 
he's happily married now, of course, but this was pre uh, pre marriage. Yeah, back when he was running around through running through Phoenix. Um, <laughs> good for him with that hair. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Him and Steve Kerr are two of the luckiest uh, dudes on the planet. I think. Yeah, they got the like. Well, Steve Kerr got to play with Michael Jordan, and yeah, then they, they just parlayed, you know, semi decent basketball playing ability into mm-hmm. careers in a sport they love. Have you seen how many basketball championships have been won by first year coaches in the past half decade to decade? No. No. How many? I don't. So, care. I don't care. That's not something I care about. I'm last year, last year, Los Angeles Lakers, their head coach, right? First year yeah, coach. Won won the NBA championship. The year before that, Nick Nurse, first year coach, won the NBA championship. Steve Kerr won the NBA championship. Tyron Lu won the NBA championship. That's a lot of first year coaches. When did Tyron Lu? Who was he coaching? With Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Cleveland. I always forget he was the head coach. I know because <laughs> that was one of those times. It was like just insert insert uh, timeout. Well, two of those, yeah. I mean, Vogel and Ty Lue both had LeBron James. That's it's not probably it's probably not very difficult to win a coach timeout or a championship in your first year. That's your player. Same with Steve Nash. If Steve Nash wins this year, like to your point, it won't be because of coaching. But I'm just saying, right? It's like that's how many first year coaches. Yeah, and if you look at Steve Nash's bench, he has three or four legit long term head coaches on that bench serving Mm -hmm. him. That Mm -hmm. and that matters, right? Like D'Antoni alone. I mean, you get a guy with 30 years of coaching experience and he's your assistant, like and he's <laughs> loving life because he doesn't have to take all the pressure of a head coach. He can just coach basketball. It's easy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's like the running joke on Twitter right now is that Steve Nash is worried that uh, D'Antoni is going to take the Portland job and make him look and expose him for who he really is. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw that the Raptors are in the front running to get CJ McCollum. Yeah, Maybe. We'll see. That's your Portland Trail Trailblazers there. I mean, hey, we gave they, you... they can't listen. They can't have two six foot three guards. No, That's we gave true. you Norm Powell. You got Norm Powell. Run I'd rather, have, yeah. I'd rather have Norman than CJ. And I love. Of course CJ. you would. Of course you would, because he's a superstar. Yes, but the way they're currently configured, you can't have three six foot four and agreed. Yeah, the floor at the same time. Just, I think Lowry's gone. Well, this men's game. league. If you're playing at the Y, you, that team is dominating. Yeah, NBA. Yeah. Do you think Kawhi Leonard's going to come back to the Raptors? Yes. I, I love it, Ryan. I love it. I love it to hear it. It might not be correct, but I love to hear it. <laughs> hey, my predictions have come correct on the show. I'm saying he comes back. All right. You just keep saying, I like that. It's true. What do you think, Brad? Ryan Thomas. Uh, I, I don't know what Kawhi does, to be honest with you. I don't know that anyone does. But I don't think Kawhi knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think he knows. I think he wanted to be. Home, you know, he's from LA. I think that's yeah. what he wanted. Um, I don't think it's gone the way he wanted it to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it would true. Surprise me if he went back to Toronto, but it, it'd be a great pickup for Toronto. They would just have to pay him. And I think that was the problem the first time. Is no, they were able to pay him. There was no problem well, paying Kawhi Leonard. Okay. That, yes. But the supporting cast around him, they were not able to pay because he wanted Paul George, right? Yeah, and so for the Kyle Lowry, which seems to be a safe pick. I mean, not right now. Yeah, sure. yeah. But he wanted Paul George. And so we would have to give a Pascal Siakam, Norm Powell, and a, I don't know how many first rounders in order to make that happen. 
And it was just like, no, we can't make that happen. I think we we're going to get Russell West Westbrook in the deal as well. Yeah, that was a terrible idea. No, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'll take Pascal Siakam still. Thank you. Uh, he's now going to be out for five months. I, I bet he's out for all of next year. It's a possibility. That surgery was uh, pretty significant there. Shoulder surgeries for basketball players are terrible. Yeah. But you know what? Like Here I am. I'm listening to all these injuries there in basketball. And then when I hear about the exit interviews and what some of these NHLers were playing with, it's just like, oh, my God. How well, did you even play? Punctured lung. Punctured lung. Torn labrum in the hip. Uh, broken foot. Uh, it's like, how are you coming out there and playing? Well, I don't think you want to know. But I, I think you're right. <laughs> Let's not watch how the sausage gets made. Let's just enjoy it. That's. Uh, I think there's a there was a there was a time when uh, blissful ignorance was just so well received in sports because you really didn't know how they were doing it. You just would all of a sudden put these guys onto that. Like Montreal's got so many stories of Maurice Richard moving a person. And then showing up to play the game that same day after he moved that person and then goes and scores a hat trick. And then they probably move drinks. Move their couch or their Davenport. No, like, they definitely like just moved the Davenport. <laughs> he, moved, he moved the whole family there, one of his friends. And I'm sure they were drinking because that was, you know, that was, that was the way they did it. It was like one of the sports that you can drink before you play, though. The Not same. anymore. Like these guys don't do that anymore. Uh, but it used to be smoking a pack a day and drinking yeah. a two four and then going out and playing you know yeah like i was just i was just listening to mike johnson talk about when uh they it wouldn't went to surprise little- me it wouldn't surprise me if they had a couple of beers to you know a little bit of little maybe skating. maybe but like I, I was i was listening to mike johnson was t- baseball i think baseball players yeah yeah if you don't run as much i think you can probably you know. well prince fielder proves that but when I sit there and I have a look at the uh, NHLers from even just a decade ago, right? Um, they were talking about Mike, Mike Johnson was talking about how they were in a lockout, but they knew that they might be coming back like come winter. <laughs> and sure enough, they're coming back and these guys weren't in shape. They're eating pasta dinners, drinking beer and everything like that. Then all of a sudden they're driving around to the rink and they're just in full plastic bags and everything, trying to just shed pounds. But he goes the NHL or today, they're always in shape, right? Because none of them are drinking, none of them are, you know, it's that way in every sport. Yeah, everyone always is ready to go for the most part. Yeah, but it used to be not not the case for the NHL. It used to be, Ally Afraidy would smoke a pack and still be the fastest guy on skates out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he had the I best skullet. If you've always done something, I think you can still maintain. I mean, yeah. It reminds me smoking going on in most of the leagues. It reminds me of this army guy I knew when we were in Saint Jean, and uh, this guy could what? smoke a pe- Saint Jean sur Richelieu, and uh, <laughs> and when we were there, this guy could smoke a pack a day, and still run ten k, go lift weights. I was just like, how? How do you do this? But it's just because he just accustoms himself to it, right? So it's just like, go smoking. (laughs) What's that, right? (laughs) I'm just plugging lung disease. Go smoking. No smoking. No, go. Go smoking. smoking. (laughs) I'm cheering it on. Yeah, smokers. What else do you do uh, when you're on a sail? Don't you guys all pick up smoking while you're sailing? 
I don't. A lot of people um, do. People do. Uh, that's fine. I understand. It's uh, uh, sailing is basically prison work at sea. So. <laughs> You have a job to do. You're let out of your cage for a little bit, get to walk around five feet, and then you go back to your cage. And uh, if you're a good boy, you don't go to the hole. Yeah, there's showers. Um, I've uh, you get to walk in there with a towel around you, and uh, now you're a higher rank, so there's only two showers. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, you're not at least bumping butts and everything. You know, walk. Well, never say never, but it's uh, true. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah. <laughs> no, it, but it, it's it's not too bad. I just load a lot of movies onto my phone. And so it, sailing is a grind mentally. It's, we know it's not the army. We understand it's a different type of grind, but it's like a it's a psychological grind because you are in this moving office that you can't ever leave. You don't walk on solid ground for yeah. days and days, weeks at a time, even. And you're, you're just shot at the only place you can go is the drink. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh but I like it. I don't mind it at all. I'm happy to be employed i'm happy to have a job and uh i just that's how i that's kind of how i treat it it's, it's a job it's a career and i just try to do my best and try to keep a positive attitude and and you get and, awesome nautical songs sure and uh i try to, and i try to make some friends that's the other that's the ultimate thing i try to make friends and just have a good time because even you can even make fr- friends in prison let's be honest so absolutely absolutely i'm closer than others yeah some closer than others absolutely hey right yeah yes do you know how many lyric how many verses do you know of bears privateers zero oh okay <laughs> sorry i'm not singing with you sean what kind of sailor are you I, okay i don't know i'm no, I've never, no. <laughs> I, i'm a fine sailor i yeah but these eastern songs yeah, yeah, are yeah, like yeah. east coast like, <laughs> it's never that been my thing spot on impression of sean thank you Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> There's no rebuttal. That's how you know it's true. Like they hit the nail on the head. There's songs I don't even know what they're singing. It's just like you know, I came in with a hat. I'm gonna leave with a hat. It's like, okay. it, you just like figure out the tempo and just like say words because everyone else is singing. Yeah, I think you just slur along with them. <laughs> Locking beer everywhere. Right. Sometimes we're bound for Liverpool. Sometimes we're bound for Spain. <laughs> See, I know the song with you. Here was 1778. I just gotta find the kids. Just yeah, the sweetest chef was horse horse. That's all we know. That's all you gotta know. Oh my gosh. All right. Who's who's been keeping uh tabs on Major League Baseball this year so far? Well, before we get to baseball, oh I gotta I'll 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 uh, I'll secure my position here because the Habs talk is over and my wife uh and I gotta do some stuff on our Saturday here. But, hey Ryan, uh, listen, buddy, hey, thanks thank for you giving so up some much. time, Ryan. We appreciate yeah. it. We know you're you're always welcome here. Thank we know your time is short at home. Yeah, I'm a third timer. Have you guys had more than three timers yet? A few? A few. Only one. Only one. Yeah. Well, I'm the only one that matters. No offense to the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one right, that, thanks. you're the we, clean we, version of the other talk one. Talk a lot about uh whatever's going on in the world, but uh you know. So, uh, but Sean, best of luck to the Leafs next year. Uh, I can't wait to hear the headline next year. Uh, well, uh, it's not a question of uh, just get through the first round. Then we'll discuss how many. 
All right, Brian, it was good maybe, seeing you again. Uh, Ryan, if you could do something, just maybe write down the way to act if you win a first-round playoff series and then share those notes with Sean. And, I, yeah, I, I, well, I'll say to all the Haas fans out there, yeah, but guys, be be gracious winners. Uh, be an example to the other fan bases. It's fun to win, absolutely, but don't destroy public property. Don't leave other messes for taxpayers and public services to clean up. And I mean that. I mean, seriously, yeah, the, fans that, the fans that break things aren't cleaning up the mess. And there's other poor people that are cleaning up the mess. So, anyways, be be nice, be courteous. Uh, but, yeah, but have fun, be loud. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Ryan. Thank, thanks, guys. Ryan, thanks for having me. Always the best, man. Yeah, always the best. You. Have a great one, okay? You bet. We'll see you when Be the house win the cup. Okay. All right. Be safe. <laughs> always fun with Ryan. All right. Have you been keeping up with Major League Baseball at all? Though? Yeah, of course I have. I'm keeping all up right. with Vladdy Guerrero hitting his 19th home run. Yeah. Yeah. It, him and Tatis, I think, you know, that's the next generation of real sluggers. Even Tatis, yeah. Um, I'm surprised at Tampa. Well, not really with Tampa. Tampa's doing what Tampa was going to do, I thought. But Boston is playing out of their minds right now. Yeah. I was not expecting Boston to be where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like with baseball, it's just still early. There's so many games, right? Agreed. Agreed. What's going to be interesting to me is what happens with this uh, foreign substance on the ball for pitchers. There's, you know, the story they're going to start uh, cracking down on. They, you know, they know there's a problem with uh, pitchers and doctoring the baseball. And yeah, so but they've been doing that. They've been doing that forever. I know, but they're going to start <laughs> cracking down on it. And that's fascinating to me because I want to watch how it happens. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. He's been having a little season, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, it's stopped now, but. Uh, well, he got a little injured. Yeah, he's got a nebo injury. It's never good. <laughs> it's not Tommy John, I hope. If you, if you come out of your start 12 pitches in or whatever it was for an elbow. Yeah. I think it came out in the fifth or the sixth, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it was. I thought it was earlier than that, but. Uh, there's, been a, there's been a lot of good pitching, actually, this year, I thought. Yeah. What do you think of the Jays' chances? Uh, he, came after, he came out after the sixth inning. He said it's yeah. not serious. So. What do you think of the Jays' chances? For wild card, even. Um, I mean, they always have a shot, right? With that roster, they got to solidify their pitching a little bit. So it's like, yeah, their pitching That's is what it comes down to, right? It's yeah. what it's going to for everybody. That's the thing is everyone's in this weird little, you know, hunt right now. And it's the teams that have good pitching that are going to show themselves to be successful. That's how I see it. You know what the funny thing is? The Mariners still technically have a chance to win their division against. Yeah, the athletics like yeah. you're only three games out of 500. Not too shabby. No, they've had a little bit of a lull the last week, but you know their pitching staff is young. They're doing well. Uh, their ace in Marco Gonzalez has been injured for most of it. He's making his way back. Uh, they've had a decent amount of injuries in the infield, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, part of the problem is they can't score a lot of runs, which seems to be perpetual in Seattle. So. Uh, but I will say they are a fun team to watch right now. They're definitely the young guys are showing flashes of being somebody, right? I think, you know, we're probably still a year away from really galvanizing, but I imagine right. that uh, Seattle's a big off season player 
for talent this year. They're going to need some veterans to come in. And- they make some signings that nobody thought that they had any business makings over the past few little bit. So, I mean, you know, past few seasons. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's a fun time to be a Mariners fan for sure. Yeah. I was looking at the Indians too. They, they have a really good team as well. Jeez. Yeah, they, they just swamped the Mariners last night. Yeah. And that's even after giving up Francisco Lindor. Like, it's crazy. Well, he's been playing terrible. But yeah, eh? Over on the Mets? He's not doing well with the Mets. Now, he's starting to pick it up now, but his first third of the season was, was terrible. I mean, you kind of expected the performance history from the Mariners going from the West Coast to the East Coast in a day. Like, you know, that's some of it. It's gonna, we're going to see that this year, like we've seen across the rest of the sports, right? Is this yeah. condensed travel and all these extra games? And, you know, the NFL is really the only team that got away unscathed from that uh, travel, right? Because they didn't, right. didn't really press down. So, pretty interesting. Man, this is absolutely my favorite time of year when we get to talk some postseason. Yeah. I mean, the regular season is always fun. It's always grand. You see some performances, but it's not like postseason anything. Because when you're in the postseason, everything goes out the window. This is my second favorite time of year, but definitely. When's uh, your favorite? Wild card weekend in NFL. Oh, wow. Hey, like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably my next favorite time because now we're getting into football. Yeah. Football playoffs. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is a fun time from a, always having something like there's something to watch every night, which is fantastic. Right. So, but like, you know, like in, in, in a, in a baseball season, it's 162 games in the hockey, it's 82 basketball is 82. Right. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of games. Yeah, and I mean, when you have the football I season is 16. I watched, uh, yeah, I watched a baseball game or part of a baseball game. I watched some basketball. I watched some hockey. It's kind of, you know, yeah. It's like a feast. It's a smorgasbord. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. That's nice way to pass the time. Absolutely. And the fall gets here, and then Sundays are dedicated to football. Sitting on the couch watching games. That's my. That's that's another favorite time of year. Yeah, that's a toss up for me. There's yeah. definitely ebbs and flows to it, but it's right there in July and August. Usually, that it's just. Yeah. We might we might be on a little sabbatical in uh, in that time period. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, we come back. Sports may not include guys beer sports. Let's just say that. But we'll be back for the beginning of uh, maybe the, like the last preseason week or something. We'll be back for football. But and then Which full is fledged, yeah. full fledged football. Because, yeah. You know, between college football and man, December is a great time for football, right? Between college, <sighs> yeah, up, pros and you know, so man, always well, fun. Do you have a one-on-one question for me? Yeah, you're not gonna like it though. All right, let's hear it. You ready? Mm. What are two normal things that you do that if you did them back-to-back would be considered weird? What the? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Two normal things that you do or you just could do them and like it's like no one would bat an eye, but if you did them you know, back to back or simultaneously, they would be considered weird. Dude, this is very uh, psychological right now. And I'm I know you just got to throw out whatever yeah. pops in your brain. It's a, it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard road. That's not a very easy. I got this. <laughs> I mean, it could be. 
right? I mean, it's like brushing, it's like drinking orange juice and brushing your teeth, right? Like it's a gross that's, thing. To, that's just disgusting, but you're not going to get a lot of questions. If you drank orange juice, no one would say shit. And yeah. if you just brush your teeth, no one would care either, right? But if you do yeah. it back to back, like you're not great either way. Yeah. I think for me, it's, uh, so I like to, wow, this is really gross. <laughs> I like to empty the bowels before a shower because then I'm just, you you know, you feel great. But uh, sometimes the the smell when I'm showering is just never good, right? Um, No, yeah, it's it's not. It's, you know, so it's nice to have two toilets because you could just run over to the other one and do what you got to do and then come back and do your shower. Um, Is there a worse thing than a post-shower poop? Yes, that's the worst. That's the worst. Because now I feel like I got to do it again. So yeah. that to me, I think, is my, is if if the flow doesn't happen properly and then I have to yeah. go after, yeah. and it, it happens. It's yeah. just, I, it's, my day's thrown off. Thrown off. Yep. This felt dirty all day long. All day long. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So my one-on-one question to you, Brad, is Seattle Kraken are coming to town. What is your expectations for their first or their inaugural season? What are you expecting? Uh, sellouts every game. Okay, that's, that's my that's the floor. I don't, I don't really have expectations for them. I, I don't know. It's I mean it's hard to say without knowing what the roster is. You know, I mean, yeah, that's always difficult. Eh? They yeah. go the expansion route and they but they draft like the fifteenth player off every guy's bench, and then they're gonna suck. You know what I mean? Like. Until we see what the roster is, it's hard to have expectations. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the instant rivalry you have with Vancouver. Yeah. I'm Colorado. hoping back to normal by the time it kicks together. I think so. I'll yeah, I think in- even Canada's moving that way. Yeah. yeah. I'll be up in Vancouver to watch those games. That's man, that feels like an easy trip for me. It's yeah. I love you know me, I love rivalry games, right? And so yeah. hard to get to for you know me most of the time, but that's Definitely one that's easy to get to. Well, I think I'll be I'll be in Toronto there very shortly. Uh, that's where Guys of Beer Sports will be going from. Um, but I think that that could be there could be something there coming up in the upcoming season. Maybe we can uh, get together in Toronto or something like that, or even in Washington to do right. an episode. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little live a uh, little live look in one day. That'd be super awesome. Yeah. 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 All right, my man. I this think wraps up. This wraps it up. It has been fun, Ryan. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Like yeah. I always have a good time. Hey, check on. Ryan out. Ryan's got a whole network of podcasts going. He talks about all kinds of cool stuff. It's the best of the worst, or worst yeah. of the best. I don't remember which one it is. The best, no, the worst of the, the best. Worst of the best. The worst yeah. of the best. A fantastic listen. Sorry for botching your name, Ryan, but he's got a bunch of stuff. He's got some rocky stuff. He's got man, he's just he's so, so well spoken, right? Yeah. He's fascinating that he only roots for one team uh and not even a sport. Just so yeah. childlike. <laughs> it's so pure. It's just yeah. so pure. It's it's that bewilderment. It's about one team and not anything else. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I he's all in. He's not like a casual guy where he's no. like, oh. I like this team. Like he's all in. He's as all in on his teams as you and I are on. Well, he says yeah. I am on mine. You're not really yeah. all in on yours, but he's all in on that team. But he knows nothing. He doesn't care about the rest of the league. That's what he says. Yeah, I mean, and it's true though. It's true. Pay attention because he knows. 
It's a bit of a ruse, right? Because yeah. he knows enough about – I think he pays attention at playoff time. He plays yeah. – I think that's what it ends up being. I think you have to. You have to listen for yeah. sure. I don't disagree. But anyway, yeah. uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Flyers and Smooth My Balls. We are back next week. So until next time, kids, be good or be good at it. Right out. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.